All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Once again, welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Sokera, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. He's going to talk to us this half hour about how his company invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom designed portfolios. We'll talk about the stock market and take any questions you have about stocks at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100. Well, as I say, things that uh, go up must come down. And after a good run of more than a month last week, uh, uh, showed a bit of a, a back backtracking on the stock market. Yeah, a little bit, Bob. Yeah, we, we saw a little bit of a pullback, but uh, it was a huge week uh, last week as far as earnings go. We had over 170 companies in the S&P 500 report earnings, um, so it's probably the heaviest week so far of earnings reports. And, and we also saw some interesting things happen. You know, we saw Fitch, which is a rating service down rate, downgrade the U.S. credit um, from an A to an A A plus uh, from the triple A standing where they were. Uh, that kind of sent a little shockwave through the market. Uh, we saw interest rates bounce around and uh, the 10-year come up a little bit by the end of the week. And, uh, you know, just a lot of uh, data, economic data, that, again, continues to support this idea that, you know, the economy is uh, slowing, but uh, overall pretty steady. And, you know, we still may see this soft landing scenario that a lot of people a year ago thought was pretty impossible. I think everybody really headed into this year with the idea that we were going to be in a pretty serious downward uh, spiral or recession, but uh, that hasn't played out. So for the week, uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average, as you said, lose about 1.1% a year to date. That Dow Jones Industrial Average sits now at 5.8%, up 5.8% for the year. Um, the S&P 500 index, the little broader index, was down 2.3% for the week, lost about 104 points. Uh, sit year to date at 16.6 percent. Uh, the Nasdaq fell off 2.8 percent. Um, I lost 407 points for the week, and year to date we're still at 32.9 percent on that Nasdaq composite. Bob, and then the small mid caps were off 1.2 percent. The Russell 2000 and the year to date we're up 11.1 percent. But you know, overall numbers are still pretty strong. Still a lot of opportunities out there, and. I, I think the work uh, needs to be put in right now to kind of figure out where you want to be positioned as you, uh, you know, finish off the balance of this year and head into 2024. Now, one of the reports last week was about jobs and wages. Now, the job gains show some uh, cooling, but the wages remain uh, increasing. Yeah, and, and this is good news. You know, again, we, we wanted to see the job market slow down a little bit. The, the economy added 187 thousand jobs in july just below the expectation of two hundred thousand and 
again, good news for the Fed as far as that you know some of these interest rate rises they've been putting in place are probably slowing the economy a little bit. But what, one good uh, piece of data that came out is the average hourly earnings were up 4.4%, and that's outpacing inflation now. So, you know, as far as uh, real wage gains and what it means to people's pocketbooks, it seems that earnings are you know, exceeding inflation now, and that's that's a good sign. Um, so, you know, just again, data that we need to pay attention to, Bob, a lot of mixed data. Um, you know, again, if I would have told you a year ago, you know, that we would battle through uh, a lot of the scenarios, you know, the Fed would raise rates 525 basis points over 16 months. If I would have told you that we'd get through a regional bank crisis, uh, the Eurozone would be in, in recession, that uh, China would, you know, kind of be slow as far as their reopening, that core inflation would be over 4%, that there'd be an inversion of the yield curve, and the Ukraine war was, wouldn't be decided yet. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't have believed that we are where we're at, but you know, a lot, a lot of positivity, and the Fed overall has done a pretty good job, I think, slowing the economy down. Now, you mentioned about the Fitch rating being lowered for the United States from uh, AAA, which is the best, to AA+. Now, while that doesn't mean that we are a bunch of deadbeats, uh, the ratings did go down. The uh, Fitch people said they did it because they expected fiscal deterioration over the next three years because of growing debt and then erosion of governance. Now, this did affect the markets, as we said earlier, but is this really something investors have to worry about, and what does it really mean overall? Well, Bob, I I don't think it means a whole lot. I think that Fitch just is really pointing out what we all know. Um, I think that uh, what happens when you have a downgrade like this, though, it does send some shockwaves, and it probably also makes uh, foreign investors kind of sit up a little bit and say, you know, what's what's going on, and, and pay a little closer attention. Uh, yeah, we do need to see better governance. Um, hopefully next year, you know, won't turn into the mess that maybe everybody's thinking it is. Of hopefully the country can figure out how to get through an election cycle without being so divisive. Um, you know, the growing debt has to be, you know, <laughs> resolved at some point. You know, we can't keep going on at the rate we're going. We're going to have to figure out how to bring in more tax receipts and more, more revenue or, you know, cut some costs. And, uh, but when you look at some of the big, uh, you know, thinkers like Warren Buffett last week, you know, spoke up very quickly and said that, you know, people shouldn't really worry about this. Uh, Jamie Dimon, you know, the CEO of, of J.P. Morgan, spoke up very quick. He called it just ridiculous. Um, he said, you know, a lot of other countries now that have higher ratings in the United States, according to Fitch, rely on the United States so much. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Larry Summers spoke up, uh, Mohammed Alarian, uh, Paul Kruger, and we, we just saw a lot of people really speak up and say this is kind of silly. But uh, also duly noted, you know, we do have some problems that need to be uh, resolved. Now, does this mean that our bonds are now maybe a good buy, a good value to buy now? It would, might be a discounted price? Yeah, I mean, it's a, good, it's a good point, Bob. I mean, the one good thing about higher rates, you know, and seeing things jump back over, you know, like said, 10-year, 4% is, uh, you know, it, it does create investment opportunities for, for people that want to have, you know, money and more stable investments. Uh, rates have come up. That's uh, good for savers. Um, you know, and I think overall uh, we, we've seen a lot of people uh, take some risk off and put some money back into those short-term investments uh, where they're getting some pretty good rates right now. So it'll just be interesting to watch where, you know, the, the market moves from here and where the bond rates move over the next year or two. In reaction, the 10-year Treasury rate last week jumped back over 4%. Uh, of course, as you just mentioned, higher interest rates not all that bad. In fact, they could be they could be good in the respect you just talked about. 
Yeah, well, in the short run, we're still, again, you know, those short-term rates, you can get over 5 5.5%. The two-year treasury is at 4.78. Uh, the five-year treasury is at 4.16. The 10-year at 4.06. And, again, those those are the risk-free rates if you think of the U.S. Treasury. And then there's other rates if you're willing to take a little bit of risk above that and, and look at some corporate bonds. Uh, you know, there's, there's a little higher rates out there. Um, so, again, opportunities uh, on the fixed income side that we hadn't seen for many, many, many years. We're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. And, again, we're talking about the stock market, 330-673-1234, to call with any questions that you have for Walt. Time to look at the Trends and Insights section of the program, where Walt takes a look at many, many things that are going on in the world and uh, kind of picks out some interesting things that you might might find uh, not only intriguing but uh, could be impactful on some of your investments. Uh, malls, you know, shopping malls, we have a lot of those in the U.S. Well, they have fallen in value by 50%. In just the uh, few years since 2016, when they reached their peak, yeah, mall traffic is really slow, Bob. I think the pandemic changed a lot of things. It changed buyer behavior, way way consumers buy products. Um, you know, more and more things being bought online and delivered. Um, so, and also people are using the omni channel, where you know people order and then just pull up and have things brought out to their car. So we're seeing a real decline in mall traffic. It's the worst performing, uh, you know, commercial real estate segment out there. So U.S. malls are, uh, you know, on a downcline, and you know, a lot of people wonder about their survival in the long term. So it'll be very interesting to watch uh, you how how U.S. malls really, uh, you know, operate from here, and if they're able to kind of weather this, this damage that really, uh, you know, has come on through COVID and then changing behavior of, of uh, shoppers. Gas prices, as you probably noticed, are rising again, uh, about 12% since July 3rd, approaching nine-month highs. The OPEC also said they're going to continue uh, cutting back on production to keep the prices of raw oil high. Yet this doesn't seem to be deterring anybody from hitting the road. I don't see any fewer cars on there. In fact, I see the roads packed just about every day. Yeah, people are still driving. And, you know, we're in a, we're in a consumption economy. We do what we want to do. And I think driving is a big one. And, we, again, we saw a lot of real positive results from the automakers. Uh, but, you know, this impacts pocketbooks. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see. You know, uh, I think there's a big belief that oil could go higher here. Gas prices could go higher here. Um, so, again, we used a lot of the strategic reserves. And, uh, as you said, OPEC uh, has been you know, very instrumental in the way that they're, you know, de- dealing with production and, and setting prices. And again, this will be a very interesting trend to look forward. We we still like energy as a, as a sector, Bob, as we look out over the next year or two. Now, Bankrate analyzed all 50 states on affordability, well-being, healthcare quality, and weather and crime. And they gave their best and worst states to retire to. Well, Walter, lay it on us. What are some of the best states to retire to and what are some of the worst? Yeah, well, Iowa, uh, ranked number one, Delaware two, West Virginia number three, Missouri four, Mississippi number five, Wyoming six, Pennsylvania number seven, Florida number eight, Hawaii number nine, and Nebraska number ten. And then if we flip it the other way and we look at the worst, Bob, Alaska comes in and the bottom, uh, New York at 49, uh, California at 48, Washington at 47, uh, Massachusetts at 46. Uh, we got North Dakota 45, Texas at 44, Colorado 43, Maryland 42, Louisiana 41, Indiana 40. Those are the bottom 10. And I'll just give you the next one is Ohio at 39. So uh, affordability index, we rank 20th. 
uh, quality of healthcare costs 45th, which is a big drop from us. Uh, we were uh, state was leading the way along for many many years, and and you know quality and uh, cost of healthcare. Uh, the well-being rank was 35. The weather rank is 29, uh, and the crime rate is number 20. So. Uh, 39th place for Ohio, but a lot, a lot of interesting places out there in the top of the list that I wouldn't have thought of for uh, retirement. So very interesting to take a look at that list. I'm not surprised to see West Virginia up there. It's becoming very popular. Of course, a very beautiful state to to retire to. I am surprised that Alaska got such a bad rating. You would think with all that open space and all that territory that people would want to go up there just to hide in their retirement. Absolutely, yeah. West Virginia is number one in affordability, as, as you mentioned, Bob. And Alaska, you know, I think is forty-three in affordability. I think that's a big thing. It's the uh, it's the price of the supply chain and products and gas and all those things. It makes it hard. Um, so I think affordability is one of the rankings that uh, people are really looking for, especially in retirement. Almost heaven, West Virginia. That's <laughs> what we're looking for. There you go. Take me home. <laughs> hey, let's move over with Walt Secure now to Stock Talk with a chance for you to call and ask questions about specific stock issues and businesses that you're concerned with, whether you're going to buy, hold, or sell. 330-673-1234 is the number to call. Listening online, you can call us toll-free at WNR.com at 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Well, we're almost uh, more than three quarters away through the second quarter earnings session, where companies are showing their financial results for April, May, and June of this year. So, what are we seeing about the significant trends as we go through the earning session this quarter? Well, Bob, you know, I think overall companies have done a pretty good job. If we look at the earnings scorecard, as we said, we got about eighty-four percent of the S and P five hundred companies in as a proxy for the overall market. So, a lot of reports are in the books. Um, you know, we've definitely seen, uh, you know, some earnings declines overall. Um, but again, a lot of companies coming in with, with good revenue and, and decent earnings above expectations. Remember, a lot of analysts had ratcheted down expectations and earnings expectations for, for this quarter. Valuation is kind of what I pay attention to. You know, if you look at the forward price earnings ratio of the S&P 500, we're now at 192 uh, the five-year average is 18.6, and the 10-year is 17.4. So uh, this market, you know, if you're looking at the overall market, it's probably fairly valued here, maybe a little bit overvalued. But, again, we, we look at individual companies, and we still see a lot of opportunity out there on the individual company side. Let's take some calls for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Konnichiwa. Hey, Konnichiwa, Ken. How are you this week? Good, good. Say, uh, uh, they've raised the price of the Hershey Kisses uh, party size uh, 32%, and, uh, and uh, I, I noticed their stock, Hershey, H-S-Y, has been going down significantly ever since they raised their Hershey Kisses price. What, what do you think uh, about Hershey, H-S-Y? Yeah, we like Hershey. Yeah, I mean, I, you look at the last couple quarters, they did show a little uh, slowdown. Uh, through through the June quarter, I think revenues were up five percent, which is still pretty good. Two point four billion over two point three, and uh, earnings were up twelve. But they they were definitely doing a lot better on revenues. Uh, you know, the couple quarters before twelve, fourteen, sixteen percent. If you look over the past you know quarters before on revenue growth, so that slowed down to five has probably impacted the stock a little bit. Plus, it's it's holding a pretty good valuation, twenty five times earnings, which. As we just said, is above the market. Um, I think you know Hershey's a great stock and a stable stock, and you know, you know, I think uh, the dividend there, what two point one percent. I think Hershey's is still a good holding here, but probably pretty fairly valued at its current price. I see, you mentioned uh, malls. Uh, 
they're putting pickleball courts in the uh, vacant spaces in malls and making a uh, an entertainment area out of it with restaurants and bars and pickleball courts and so forth. Have you have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but hey, not a bad use of the space. I mean, you got to get traffic back in there somehow. So that's uh, that's very interesting. There's a lot of injuries in that pickle bar. They said that uh, most sports injuries now are uh, maybe because the participants are older. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get get uh, get everybody up there moving. Maybe they've been dormant for too long coming out of COVID. But uh, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of injuries. Uh, I think okay. it's impacting healthcare. Yeah. Okay, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right, you too. Thank you for calling 330-673-1234. Talk about stocks with our expert, Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Now, Apple is one of your long-term holdings in your core equity portfolio. Apple really ate up Wall Street's target for its earnings in its fiscal third quarter, matching views for sales. So that means you're still bullish on Apple? Uh, We like Apple for the long run, Bob. I mean, this is just a very stable, large tech company. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, the amount of revenue, 80, $81.8 billion of revenue uh, generate a lot of free cash flow. And, and they continue to just have a really strong ecosystem, you know, across their operating system, the iOS. Uh, you know, when people buy a device, they, they tend to have many different Apple devices. And the services division continues to make some gains, uh, giving a lot of people to keep the phones. You know, I mean, when you have your entertainment and, and everything kind of there, your communication. Uh, on uh, one ecosystem, it makes a lot of sense. So uh, we we like it for the long haul. Again, n- no surprise that this company has slowed down. I've always said that success of a large company creates an obstacle. You know, it's hard to move the needle. It's hard to keep it. The, the, the rate increases. You know, when you get to $81 billion a quarter, uh, it gets tougher and tougher to continue to grow. But super stable stock, good dividend. Uh, we continue to like Apple as we look at it over the three- to five-year haul. Amazon, another long-term holding in your core equity portfolio. They beat Wall Street estimates and uh, went higher. Is the same thing for Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. We, you know, we we've seen some life, and uh, they're they're turning some things around. Uh, they're taking a, a play, you know, a little playbook out of uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Meta's platform, where they're talking about efficiency. You know, controlling costs, uh, doing a little better job as far as uh, you know the, their expenditures and so forth. Uh, they they had a nice quarter, Bob, and and again, it, it's a stock that uh, has recovered nicely. Um, you know, we we saw the quarter up eleven percent revenue, and we continue to like Amazon again as we look out over the next three to five years. And Arista Networks, holding in your small mid cap portfolio, also reported strong results for the current quarter. Yeah, they really did, Bob, and we like Arista Networks. You know, this is a networking stock. Um, you know, as far as the creating the the switches and devices that you know make these systems work, uh, there's some some of their largest customers are Microsoft and Meta platforms. You know, they sell to very large tech companies, and uh, again, they had a, a really nice quarter. Uh, I think they surprised the street a little bit with with what they put up. They put up a 39 percent revenue quarter, uh, 1.4 billion over a billion, and uh, a 46 percent profit gain. So those are pretty impressive numbers. Uh, stock definitely is uh, moving in the right direction, and, and we like Meta again for the long term. Okay, uh, looking at cybersecurity firms, uh, Fortinet 
a long-term holding in your small-cap, mid-cap portfolio, too. Had very excellent results for the quarters, but the stock went down in price because revenues came in below expectations, and they guided lower expectations for the future. The stock dropped $20, closing at $56.77. That's a 26% downturn for the week. What do you think about Fortinet right now? Well, we hated to see the downturn. You know, whenever you have a holding and you see it sell off the way that it did last week, it's disappointing, especially off of a good quarter. I mean, again, a 26% revenue growth and 58% profit growth, you think that would be enough. But again, they, they talked about what they saw going forward and they did see a slowdown um, in some of the revenues. And, you know, Wall Street doesn't like that. They don't like to hear slowdowns. They they t- they really kind of talked about some macroeconomic concerns and just the slowdown in spending that they're seeing on a, on a global basis. But uh, this is a company that's going to be a leader. Bob, we talk about cybersecurity. We know how important you know the protection the protection of networks and data is. And you know we we still are a believer in Fortinet. But again, disappointed with the, the big sell off. It is an opportunity for. You know, people to get in that haven't owned the stock, but uh, for us to being older, it, you know, we hate to see those kinds of sell-offs uh, based off a of good result. Now, fintech payment stocks, PayPal and Block reported last week. The stocks are well off the highs reached in 2020 and 2021, but recently you took a position in Block. We did, yeah. We we took a position in Block in our small mid-cap portfolio. We think that this this company is. You know, well positioned. Uh, you know, as far as payments go, uh, again, this was the old Square uh, company that was renamed by Jack Dorsey to Block. Um, trades under the symbol SQ. Uh, had a really nice quarter. Uh, last two quarters have been very, very strong. They were up 28% of revenue, 117% in profits for the quarter, and uh, we just think there's going to be recovery over the next couple of years. A little bit of patience here. You, you got to be an investor, but. Uh, yeah, we like Block, and we think uh, Dorsey's kind of leading the way. It's it's also a very uh, kind of back-of-the-envelope way to, to kind of still play a little bit of the uh, cryptocurrency. You know, they, they provide a platform that allows people to trade crypto. Uh, but again, underneath a, a much more stable uh, payment system platform overall. So uh, we, we like Block here, and I think uh, look for good things over the next couple of years. Now, Visa and MasterCard also reported good earnings. They had strong payments and also some cross-border volume growth. Yeah, again, you know, two companies that uh, is on a lot of people's list. I mean, you know, credit cards are still used uh, quite significantly here in the United States. We've seen an increase in credit card use. Uh, they do a pretty good job with credit quality and you know, making sure that uh, they stay on top of, of credit concerns. But, again, if you look at the overall uh Revenue and, and profits for both uh, Visa and MasterCard for the quarter, they're very strong. And, again, companies that will probably continue to be at the heart of payment systems as we think uh, out over the long term. So we don't own either one of these, Bob, but uh, they're always on our list, and, and we're always paying attention to them and looking for opportunities to, uh, to buy in. Now, Elf Beauty also remained an earnings winner. What are your thoughts about Elf and other beauty stocks? A year ago, we were talking quite a bit about those kind of stocks. Yeah, and, and again, they, they continue to show great growth. I mean, Elf Beauty uh, up 70, 76% in revenue for the quarter. They did $216 million, over $122 million last year over the same three months, 182% profit increase. Um, you know, they're, they're just a you know, cosmetic company that's based out of the United States. has done a really good job um, you know, providing things like eyeliner, mascara, false eyelashes, lipstick, foundation, moisturizers, cleansers, all these all these types of things. 
So they're in stores. Um, you know, you can find them in a lot of retail stores like Target and uh, Walmart and uh, Alta Beauty, and they also have a good e-commerce presence as well. Uh, we we like you know I think overall beauty stocks and uh, you know we like Estee Lauder, uh, we like Alta Beauty. I think there's a lot of opportunities uh, in these stocks. They they tend to be pretty stable company. Now, travel stocks were mixed. Hotels, uh, giants like Marriott and Hyatt, online booking firms like Expedia, Booking Holdings, and Airbnb and Norwegian Cruise Line reported last week. And uh, what did what did what did they show you? Well, Bob, I, I think a lot of mixed results, but overall, you know, travel is still getting better. I think out of this group of stocks that you mentioned, uh, profits coming back to the cruise lines. We mentioned Royal Caribbean a couple weeks ago. It was good to see Norwegian turn back some profitability, and uh, also Booking. Booking.com really had a blowout quarter as far as results. Uh, Airbnb had a decent quarter. Uh, a few of them struggled a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Expedia, Hyatt, uh, uh, Marriott. Uh, you know, kind of came in more uh, in the middle of the road. But uh, out of this group, I, I, I kind of like the cruise stocks. But we're not, we haven't bought back into them yet. But cruising, you know, they, these big ships—they're hard to replicate. Uh, kind of oligopoly out there, you know, a couple cruise lines in battle, and it seems like the appetite for cruising is really coming back online, so it'll be interesting to uh, to watch these stocks. I definitely like this group uh, long-term. Yeah, but why are you waiting to get into it? Isn't this a bit better time to get into it now while the price still may be affordable? Well, yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of missed, you know, we, we didn't we didn't buy in when really the, the stocks were at the bottom prices. Uh, we Right now, we just want to see that the trends are going to continue. Um we owned Royal Caribbean years ago, uh, you know, sold out. Uh, you know, it, it, we continue to, to watch these, but uh, you just got to feel right and find, find the right opportunity at the right time. We're, we're you know, kind of paying attention to see what the trends will be over the next couple quarters. Uh, and we, we may never get back in, but, but definitely a, a segment we're taking a peek at. And finally, DraftKings, the big online sports betting platform that entered Ohio just this, this year, surprised everybody with their first ever profit. Yeah, which is good to see. I mean, you know, again, these online uh, platforms, it was uh, thought it would take a couple years for them to get to profitability, and they, they turned a profit way quicker than people expected. And I think online betting is definitely here, and, uh, you know, there's going to be winners and losers, but it looks like DraftKings has definitely found a way to uh, stabilize the company and get to profitability, and uh, the stock is definitely reacting positively to that. Uh, again, this is one that uh, we we look at, and, and we're we're you know kind of leaning a little bit towards a positive view on DraftKings at this point. So uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and, and see where we head from here. The success of these online betting platforms, how do you think it's going to affect the stock of the traditional gambling establishments uh, like uh, Caesars and uh, those kind of companies with a fixed casino type thing? Well, there's thoughts that it'll, you know, take away, but there's also thoughts that more and more people that get comfortable with uh, betting will be more apt to visit those locations. So I think uh, when people's appetite for, for wagering, you know, continues to increase, it could be good just for the overall industry. But uh, these online, you know, platforms make it really easy. Um, you're right off your smartphone, and, uh, you know, when it's easy, people sometimes take advantage of that. So I think they're well-positioned. It's kind of hard to get the good-looking girl with the free drinks to come to your house when you're online betting, you know? Well, that's, that's one thing you missed out on, right, Bob? <laughs> that's right. I'm not easy to do in the casino. Hey, if anybody wants to talk with you guys, like we're talking here now about individual stocks and reports and like that, can they give you a call during the week? 
Absolutely, yeah. Give us a call anytime. Uh, Kevin, Allison, myself, Abby, we're all in the office, so we're willing to take your calls. We're a pretty friendly group. Kevin does a really good job distributing our research and sharing ideas with people. Um, again, you know, we, we have a lot of good research inside of Bear, great analysts, and uh, happy to provide some information for those that uh, might want to be you know, take a little deeper look at working with us. Again, you can call the AKW group here in Akron, 234-466-7476. In fact, your next public event is the AKW group's investment strategy update coming up in uh, September. So what's going to be discussed at that event? Yeah, Bob, we're excited about this one. This will be more of a formal presentation. Um, it'll start at 1 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, in the afternoon, and uh, it'll go for about you know, 40, 45 minutes of question and answers. And uh, we'll hang around for a while for people to want to you know, kind of talk to us. Uh, our whole group will be there. Um, we're really excited about the event. We, we got it all put together, and you know, we had our compliance people take a look at it, and I think overall we're, we're excited about getting back out in front uh, of people and delivering some really, I think, useful information, not only to uh, assess where you're at but where you're headed. Uh, as we go into 2024. And that'll be on Wednesday, September 27th at the Sheraton Suites in Chicago Falls from 1 to 3. Again, to get a reservation reservation for that, call the AKW Group at 234-466-7476. So, Walt, another week is coming up. We're hoping it's going to go back up this week. Let's hope. Let's hope, Bob. I mean, we've had a good trend for the year. We'll uh, we'll get some more earnings reports this week, economic data, and we'll be back with you next Sunday. Once again, Walt Sakara is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron in Fairlawn. Call him at 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476. When you call him, tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. Walt, will talk to you again next Sunday. Have a great week. Thanks, Bob. You too. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Airbnb Inc., symbol ABNB. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Arista Network, symbol ANET. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Booking Holdings Inc., symbol BKNG. DraftKings Inc., symbol DKNG. Elf Beauty Inc., symbol ELF. Estee Lauder Companies Inc., symbol EL. Expedia, symbol EXPE. Fortinet, Inc., symbol FTNT. Hershey Company, symbol HSY. Hyatt Hotels Corporation, symbol H. MasterCard Incorporated, symbol MA. Marriott International, Inc., symbol MAR. Meta Platforms, Inc., symbol META. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, symbol NCLH. PayPal Holdings, Inc., symbol PYPL. Royal Caribbean Cruises, symbol RCL. Block, Inc., symbol SQ. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Alta Beauty, Inc., symbol ULTA. Visa, symbol V. And Walmart, Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.